I'm back. Hey, everybody. This is Kylie Gable, your host for the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. And thank you for sticking with us as I took a uh, month off to recharge my uh, batteries. I wonder if you can tell, like, from the last podcast I do until the first one I come back, that it does have a positive effect on me. Anyway, um, I already have, like... Eight audios recorded and ready to go, which means I don't have to be struggling to get these things in right before they go on the air. I've got a bunch that were done by Shayla, and I have two that were done by by Jen, and she's got another one coming. And I've been talking to Raina, and Raina, I think I need to get her another one. Um, I want to get her one or two real quick. She's gotten much faster, and she's getting much better about it. And even um, even DJ, who is not someone who particularly likes doing longer audios, just told me the other day, you know, I'm getting better at doing this thing. I still don't like the editing, but if you had an occasional long one, I could do that. So we'll be getting more of her, too. So it really bodes well for a good season. And this season lasts from now until my next month off, which will be November. So it's a nice long ride. Um, over, over the break, I had some really nice sales and I had some of you really trying to go out of your way to support me. And I really appreciate that. Um, we had a couple of series that got released. One of them was the private school series by, by Shayla. And we were trying to release that like one a week and it's done really well. And I've gotten really positive feedback. And then the other one, which we released all at one time, like last week or the week before, was the um, Cruise Ship Cuckolds series. And uh, that's what I'm going to play tonight. Uh, The very first, it's called Cruise Ship Cuckolds, and it's part of a four-part series. All four parts are online now and available for purchase. Uh, Written by me, with some help from Claudia, and um, narrated by Shayla. So, without further ado, here is part one of the series. And I'm one thing about a series like this, I'm just going to play you the whole first part. I'm not shortening it at all. And it's, I don't think I really need to introduce it much either because, like I said, you're getting the whole thing. So enjoy. Here is Shayla Aspasia with uh, Cruise Ship Cuckolds. Cruise Ship Cuckolds. Written by Kylie Gable and Claudia Acosta. Narrated by Shayla Aspasia. The brochure captivated Bob's attention when it arrived at his office along with all the usual flyers and advertisements for staplers, paper clips, and all the other mundane items that made up his life since his promotion six months ago. Bob Roos was hardly on the fast track to success. But the recent promotion helped him feel less emasculinated by his wife, earning a six-figure salary before her 27th birthday. Things always came easy for Gina. They always had. He just wished they weren't so difficult for him. He sat back at his desk flipping through the brochure, dreaming of a Caribbean adventure with sun, surf, and tropical drinks. He read the tagline out loud, 
and he had to admit, it appealed to him. Lifestyle cruises. It's not just a vacation. It's a lifestyle. Adam saw the brochure, too. His secretary brought it in his office with all the usual mail addressed to Adam Forrest, Executive Vice President at Addison Homes Financial Services. His job came with a lot of responsibilities and a $225,000 salary. But it also came with a lot of nights and weekends spent at the office. His wife, Linda, was a successful lawyer and worked long hours, too. But she was starting to get really irritated by the long hours that he was putting in. Taking a couple's cruise was Adam's idea. Bob and he never got to spend enough time together. And while he didn't want to be away from the office for a whole week, Linda had been demanding a vacation together. A cruise with his best friend seemed preferable to whatever romantic getaways she had picked. To his surprise, she heartily approved of the idea. In fact, she rushed to give him a huge hug when he suggested the idea. Lifestyle cruises seemed a bit more expensive than other cruise lines. Adam didn't much have to care about money. But an ocean view cabin on other cruise lines wouldn't cost much more than $250 a night. But even off-season, Lifestyle Cruises was charging him $900 for two adjoining rooms. Bob and Gina's room was first. The concierge showed them to the room, and when it was just about to show Adam and Linda to their quarters... When Linda waved her off after asking her to open the door connecting the rooms, Gina and Linda sat down on the queen size bed, while Adam and Gina sat in the plush love seat. After ten minutes, Adam hinted that he was anxious to get freshened up. I'm kind of curious to see how your room is too, said Linda. I'm sure they're exactly the same, remarked Adam confidently. It's cheaper to make them uniform. As all four stood up and walked through the open doorway to the next room, Linda and Gina were hanging back to talk. Suddenly, as Bob and Adam walked through the door, it slammed shut behind them. Real mature, said Bob, as he heard the locks being applied. I swear, said Adam. I'd never let another woman treat me like that. Glancing around the cabin, Bob couldn't help but be puzzled. I thought all the cabins were going to be alike. This is the same as the other cabin, other than that gaudy pink paint on the walls, replied Adam. No, it's not. This one has headboards and footboards on the bed. And the window is different, too. On a ship, that's called a porthole, corrected Adam. Portholes are round and windows are square. This one has bars on it. That sucks, says Adam. The other room has a balcony. I hope you don't mind, since I'm paying, I'd like the nicer room. I guess we're adjoining anyway. Linda, we're going to switch rooms. Can you please open up the door? 
called out Adam. But he got no response. Well, that's really odd, noted Bob. Just then, there were three loud raps on the door. It almost sounded like the police to Adam, who hopped back. He heard a key turn in the cabin's front door and two people walking in. The man breathed a sigh of relief when two women, dressed in uniform of the cruise line, entered. Both women were very attractive, even in their professional clothing. The first woman was holding a pen and a clipboard. She was a statuesque beauty who appeared to be in her thirties. Her auburn hair was pinned up under her uniform hat. But even that white cruise line uniform could not hide that this woman had an amazing body. Standing behind her was a slightly shorter woman who was clearly in her mid-twenties. She had an exotic look to her that appeared to be Asian of some kind. She was in an identical uniform to the first woman, though her skirt was a bit shorter, resting a couple of inches above her knees. Adam couldn't resist checking out her legs, and he definitely approved. Hi, I'm Andrea Bailey, said the first woman. I'm the associate cruise director in charge of your program. This is my assistant, May Leon. Hi, said Adam, flashing an impressively white set of teeth at the two women. Is it customary for cruise employees to barge into staterooms? asked Bob more warily. On land, it's considered polite to wait to be invited in. Relax, Bob, snapped Adam. That's quite all right, Mr. Forrest, said Andrea agreeably. The truth is you can't open that door, not from the inside anyway. But that's the door to the hallway, said Adam. There are also bars on the window, protested Bob. This cabin is not acceptable. Right, nodded Andrea. Perhaps it's time to talk to you about the cruise package that your wife signed you up for. Actually, I think I made most of the arrangements, interrupted Adam. I signed up for a four days couples cruise with top flight accommodations. That's correct, said Andrea. That's what you signed your wife up for. When you signed up, it's a bit different. I don't understand, complained Bob, shaking his head. You see, Mr. Roos, your wives are on a couple's cruise right now and probably already having the time of their lives. You, on the other hand, are in for a different type of cruise experience. Wait, she's with some other guy? asked Adam, his voice rising. Relax, Mr. Forrest. She'd hardly be the first one in your family to experiment with infidelity now, would she? asked Andrea. That is none of your business, barked Adam, poking his finger right in Andrea's face. I want ants. With one swift move, Andrea grabbed Adam's finger and bent it painfully back, dropping him to one knee. He cried out in pain, which caused Bob to rush to his aid.
only to be intercepted by May, who shook her head at Bob. She had the utmost confidence in herself, and that caused Bob to stop in his tracks. I don't suggest talking to any of the employees in that tone of voice, Mr. Forrest. I am perfectly capable of causing you severe pain if you do not treat me with respect, warned Andrea. I'm, I'm sorry, winced Adam. That's a start, said Andrea, letting go of Adam and allowing him to regain his feet. Now, as I was saying, your wife signed you up for this cruise because they wanted you in the feminized cuckold program. I don't have to tell you that this is very difficult for most males to adjust to. Feminized cuckold? Is this some kind of twisted joke? asked Bob. It's no joke, continued Andrea. Your wives love you very much and wish to continue living with you. But they find you completely inadequate as men. I know that's a mistake, said Adam. I'm very skillful as a lover, and Linda knows that. She would never do this. There's no mistake, replied Andrea. She got tired of your infidelity and no longer wished to deal with it. We assured her that we have a device to solve that little problem. I've never cheated on my wife, protested Bob. No, you haven't, agreed Andrea. However, you've been a very poor excuse for a husband, nonetheless. You've become emotionally distant, and frankly, your wife believes you will be happier with this new lifestyle. Wait, it's not just a cruise, it's a lifestyle, Adam Adam said. I'm afraid so, replied Andrea. It was not a coincidence that you came across those cruise brochures. We are happy you booked, though. Getting me to write a check is going to be a lot easier than getting me to go along with this, snarled Adam. Perhaps, said Andrea. Truth be told, May likes a bit of resistance. I guess, really, I do too. I'm warning you, I did golden gloves for six years, spat Adam, giving a good show of shadow boxing. Good, then we won't have to take it easy on you, said Andrea. May is a black belt in Taekwondo and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Her professional record was 12-2 and two with eight submissions and three knockouts. I am former CSIS and I won't hesitate to injure you if need be. What the hell is CSIS? asked Bob. I've never heard of them. Canadian intelligence, she sighed, rolling her eyes in exasperation. It's like the Canadian CIA or British MI5. Read a newspaper for once. Anyway, you'll find all of us in the feminized cuckolding program suitably well-trained. Well, is the room soundproofed? asked Bob. I'm about to start screaming bloody murder unless you back off. Yes, replied May. Yes, what? asked Bob, exasperated. It's soundproofed, she replied.
Adam, maybe we should just do what they want, suggested Bob. At least hear them out. Fine. What do you want? Do you want money? Is that it? asked Bob. Hardly, said Andrea. We're very well compensated. The check you wrote for us for these through two rooms was a wonderful start. Then, then what do you want? asked Bob nervously. We need you to strip down and give us the clothes that you're wearing. You will find your new uniforms as well as grooming instructions in your closets. Well, you've thought of everything, haven't you? mocked Adam. So, will you be doing as you're told, or will we be stripping you? asked May. I'm not going to, was all Bob got out before he found himself flying through the air and landing awkwardly on his shoulder. Working as a team, Andrea held Bob securely while May ripped the clothes right off of him. Get him a bra and panties from his dresser, said Andrea, and May quickly returned with a pink lace bra and panty set. What are you doing to him? asked Bob. Do not interfere, warned Andrea. I suggest you strip yourself if you don't want us to do this to you. Okay, I'm doing what you want, replied Bob, raising his hands up in self-defense. The bra and panties were roughly put on Adam before he was tossed onto the bed and restrained spread eagle. Bob stood naked until his friend was restrained, and May handed him a bra and panty set, matching Adam's. He put them on without complaints. Thank you for your cooperation. I know this is a lot for you to take in, and it can't be very easy for you, said Andrea. I need you to get in the bed, too. Bob began to climb into the other bed before a look from May stopped him. She directed him to the same bed as Bob was in. The other bed, please. Climb in the bed, opposite direction of your friend, but face down, instructed Andrea. What are you having us do, demanded Bob. Nothing too bad yet, replied Andrea as she helped Bob to position himself opposite his friend. Soon he was secured spread-eagled as well. This was a truly humiliating position, as Bob's face was resting on Adam's crotch, and Bob's crotch was on top of Adam's face. You can't do this to us, protested Adam but his voice was partially muffled by Bob's crotch, and his swagger had completely disappeared. I make a lot of money. We can negotiate something. Sorry, I'm not in your employee. I'm working for your wife, replied Andrea. If I were you, I'd get some rest. You'll meet your classmates tonight, and we're going to put you through your paces almost immediately. Rest well, you two, said May, and they were soon out the door. Get your face off my junk, dude, demanded Adam. Look, I don't like it any more than you do, but the way they left us, 
There's nowhere else it can go. It's the same with your dick on my face. Just deal with it, said Bob. We need to find a way out of this mess. Real good job backing me up earlier, complained Adam. Seriously? They took you apart in that two seconds. What the hell was I going to do to help you? I guess you're right. So, how do we get out of here? I think we're too well tied. We need somebody to let us out. They seem dead set against doing that. I even offered to pay them, recalled Adam. Then next time we're in here, we demand to see Linda and Gina, suggested Bob. Then when they come in here, we sweet talk them. I can handle Gina. Say anything you have in order to convince Linda that you're sincere. I can do that, agreed Bob. In their awkward position, neither Bob nor Adam could really fall asleep. The very idea of relaxing and placing your head on your best friend's dick or your dick on your best friend's face was enough to keep them both up. Horrible thoughts raced through both of their minds. Were their wives really mad at them enough to do something this crazy? A few hours passed when the door again opened. This time, it was Linda and Gina who walked through the door. They were both dressed in short little black dresses that their husbands didn't even know they owned. Oh, wow, it looks like our husbands are getting better acquainted, joked Linda. What are you two dressed for? asked Bob. I could ask you the same thing, giggled Gina, reaching over and snapping her husband's bra strap. What's going on, honey? asked Adam. This all sounds so crazy. Crazy? I don't think so at all, said Linda. I finally got tired of being the faithful one, and we came up with a solution. This isn't a solution, honey, protested Bob. I'm wearing a bra and panties for Pete's sake. You look great in them, dear, replied Gina. I understand that you'll be in a whole uniform later this evening. This is insane, Linda, barked Adam. I demand that you tell them to let us go. You are hardly in the position to make any demands, sneered Linda. Maybe it'll do you some good to not be in charge for a while. Let us go, you bitches, yelled Bob. Wow, Bob, you had better watch who you're calling a bitch, said Linda. You and my husband are the only bitches I see here. Eat a bag of dicks, Linda, spat Adam. You know, I thought you two would be really apologetic and try and sweet-talk us into letting you out of this situation. I think maybe you two are right where you belong. Eat a bag of dicks indeed. Maybe you need to eat a dick or two yourselves. He didn't mean it, honey, said Bob. Can you at least untie us so we can talk about this? Sure, said Gina, as both women reached into their purses. We're going to have a little chat, and we're going to make this really easy. What are you doing, asked Adam nervously, as the women secured a pair of pink collars around their necks. They were large, hot pink colored collars, 
but with rhinestones on the front spelling out their husband's new name. Adam said Eve, while Bob spelled out Felicity. Andrea told us that once those were locked in place, it would take a bolt cutter to remove them without the key, explained Linda. Get this thing off of me, you bitch! I'm your goddamn husband, and I will not allow a cunt like you to treat me this way, exploded Adam. I think it's time to show them the other feature, said Gina. What other feature? asked Bob. As the women pressed the buttons on the pair of devices that looked like remote starters, a 1.25 joule blast of electricity struck the husbands. It wasn't high enough to do any permanent injury, but it was enough to make the guys flop around on the bed in pain and discomfort and not want another one. What the hell is that? asked Adam when he regained his composure. It's the reason you're going to be a very good girl for us, replied Linda. Now we're going to untie you, but we're setting both of these devices to work on both collars. That means if you screw up, your buddy is going to get punished as severely as you do. And it means that if you try to grab the remote from one of us, the other one will give you a shock. You will never believe. No tricky stuff, repeated Gina. The women untied their husbands and helped them to their feet. Now strip and hop into the shower with both of you and don't complain that you're too straight to get in the shower with another guy. That argument would probably be easier to pull off if you weren't wearing a bra and panties. The warm shower felt almost pleasant after the stressful days. Adam refused to step in without assurances that his new shock collar was waterproof. Over the next hour, the women showered and shaved their husbands. They emerged with smooth and feminine-smelling skin from the feminine bath wash they had used. I almost want a bottle for myself, said Gina. They smell great. They have such great products. I smell like a damn fruit salad, complained Adam. Aw, it's little Evie gonna pout, taunted Linda. What I'm going to do is, snapped Adam, only to be cut off by Bob. Come on, Adam, interjected Bob. If you get yourself shocked, you get me shocked too. Come along, sissies. Let's get you in your uniform, said Gina. The uniforms for the feminized sissies consisted of a short pleated miniskirt, black corset, pink fishnet stockings, and a pair of strappy pink sandals with ankle locks and a four-inch heel. Don't do the stockings until we paint his toes, reminded Linda. This is just way too much you're asking, complained Bob. We're not asking. We're telling, replied Gina. Actually, why don't you two paint your own toes? I can't even bend over in this corset, replied Adam. Good point, agreed Gina. We wouldn't want your nail polish all messed up for your first day of class. Soon the wives had their husbands outfitted in their appropriate uniform with bright pink fingers and toes. 
they talked giddily as they sat about doing their husband's makeup. It seemed so fun and so natural. Gina wondered why they had never done it before. The women thought the guys might start to fight again when their eyebrows were plucked. As it turns out, they had no reason to worry. Their husbands were so shocked by what had happened that they didn't really start to protest until the wives ordered them back to bed. Sorry, pets, but we can't stick around much longer, so back in bed you go, ordered Gina. Wait, exclaimed Adam. What? You don't have to go? If you must know, Adam, we left the guys in one of the bars, but we have dinner reservations with them for six, said Linda. Guys? What guys? asked Adam. Don't you remember, said Gina? This is a cuckold cruise. We have guys who are on the cruise with us. You are my wife, exclaimed Bob. Yeah, mocked Gina. That's what makes this a cuckold cruise. We're not going to stand for this, roared Adam. We are leaving this cruise immediately. No, you're not, said Linda. What you're going to do is you're going to hop into that bed or you will regret it. I know you met Andrea and May. I can have either of them in here to tuck you in and you won't like it. Now hop up on the bed. Glumly, Adam looked at his friend Bob, who shrugged at him. The two men climbed into the bed and humiliated and wordless. Not so fast, boys, said Gina. Linda, remember what Andrea told us about not allowing them to disobey or disrespect us as they were training? Yeah, she was pretty adamant about it, replied Linda. And you're right, that sounded like both of those things. So what are we going to do about it, asked Gina. I know. Grab the ropes they were tied with before and tie Bob's wrists behind his back very securely. Remember what they said about cinching. Then do the same with his ankles, directed Linda. I'm warning you, don't you fuck, started Bob. But his angry bellowing was cut off by the small remote with his wife's hands sending current through his electrified collar. He flopped around the bed and dropped to the floor, trying to get away from the painful shock. Get up, Adam, and put your damn hands behind your back, ordered Linda. Meekly, he complied, as did Bob. Soon, both men were securely tied. Now, just for that, you can lay with your head at the foot of the bed, dear husband, and gag yourself. Gag myself with what? asked Adam trying to comply before he received another shock. Linda could see a look of recognition in Gina's eyes that told her the co-conspirator knew the plan, even if the two husbands were completely clueless. Think about it, you two geniuses. What is there that you can both shove in your mouths? asked Gina. Oh, no, honey, not that, pleaded Bob. What is she talking about, asked a very annoyed Adam. She wants us to stick our dicks in each other's mouth, replied Bob, his voice quivering. No, never, insisted Adam. Do it, or you get a shock in five, four, three, two. 
Linda's countdown didn't even hit one before both guys had assumed the 69 position. That's better, said Gina. If you two are going to be worth anything as cuckolds, you had better get used to having cocks in your mouth, warned Linda. Bob and Adam looked miserable and ashamed at the foreign objects in their mouths and hoped that the girls would leave soon. But Linda was one step ahead of them. Grab some pantyhose from the drawer and we'll tie their collars to each other's thighs. We wouldn't want them spitting anything out while we're away, agreed Gina. Wow, you two are insatiable, taunted May as she entered the cabin. She knew that Adam and Bob had visited with their wives, but she didn't expect to see them bound in the 69 position after their wives were finished with their makeup. Looks like a couple of sluts really messed up their lipstick. How naughty. We didn't do it, or we did it, protested Adam. I love the sound of a cuckold speaking with a cock in his mouth, said May, giggling to herself. This is awesome. I must commend your wives, but I need you to get up first and get to your first class, said May, before untying Adam and Bob. Let's go, boys. Wait, we can't walk in these shoes, complained Adam. You'll get used to them. Just take small steps and put one foot in front of the other, replied May. Our wives said they were going on dates tonight, said Bob. Do you know anything about that? Sorry to break it to you, Felicity, but it's true. I've seen the guys, and they're both pretty hot, admitted May. It's none of my business, but you'll probably find it easier if you don't dwell on that. Now march, sissies. You don't want to be late. Adam and Bob tried their best to make the walk towards the ballroom where class was being held. But even May had to laugh at their pathetic attempts to walk in four-inch heels. Adam kept twisting his ankle, and even Bob took a spill much to the amusement of several people swimming in one of the cruise ship's pools. These things are torture, complained Bob. You better hope you don't find out what torture really is, Felicity. Mistress Andrea can be very creative when it comes to torturing sissies, replied May. It's right up here, so just a few more feet. Bob and Adam walked through the door first into a very large ballroom with crystal chandeliers and a golden fixture. They immediately spied six other sissies dressed in the same way they were, and Mistress Andrea in her crisp cruise ship uniform. There were a number of items in the room that terrified them. There were a couple of stocks, chains, ropes, paddles, and a large number of dildos. Bob wanted desperately to run. But he knew he wouldn't get three steps past May in the ridiculous heels he was wearing. You're late, sissies, called out Mistress Andrea. I'm sorry, Andrea, replied May. That's my fault. Their wives left them in a very compromising position, and it was far too fun not to enjoy. Well, no problem then. You have to tell me about it later, replied Andrea. Let's have all the sissies line up at attention.
Bob and Adam joined the other sissies. They were all in various stages of emotion. A couple seemed relatively comfortable in their predicament, but one with a name tag that read Roxanne looked like she had been crying based on her smeared eye makeup. Another sissy with an Ariana tag had his hands balled into fists the whole time like he wanted to fight. Andrea was giving the orders while May and another woman were helping the sissies get in line. The other woman was tall and Nordic looking and Bob was sure he didn't want to mess with her either. But she also had a hint of fashion model to her with her long legs and beautiful skin. Soon all the sissies were lined up clearly miserable in their heels. Andrea walked forward and addressed the future cuckolds, most of who only a few hours ago believed they were taking a cruise for a relaxing vacation. Hi, I think we've all met already, but just so there is no confusion, I am Mistress Andrea, and these women are Mistress May and Mistress Kara. We've been given the task of taking you and turning you into feminine and obedient cuckolds by the end of this cruise. This is an incredibly challenging task, but we are very good at what we do. You seem like three crazy bitches to me, spat Ariana. Ah, yes, Ariana. I believe we had a bit of a run-in earlier. I had hoped you had learned your lesson already but perhaps a bit of a demonstration might help some of your classmates remember to be obedient, said Andrea. What happened next was elegant as it was brutal. Nobody could really say if Ariana had been intending physical violence, but when May stepped up to him, he had definitely assumed an aggressive posture. With all the precision and quickness of a cobra, May swiftly struck the complaining sissy right in his solar plexus. This took all of the fight out of him. He fell to the ground and then got to his knees, unable to stand or even breathe. Kara came over behind him and hauled him to his feet. She carried him over to one of the stocks where May secured him. Grabbing a dildo on a strap, she stuck it in his mouth and secured the penis gag in place. I'm sorry for the interruption, class, apologized Andrea. It isn't our intention to brutalize or hurt you. Well, no more than absolutely necessary, at least. If you cooperate and do as you're told, this training need not be unpleasant, as Ariana here is going to find it. Does anybody else feel the need to have any questions before we begin? Look, I don't want any trouble, said Adam, but this isn't what I signed up for. I just wanted to take a couple's cruise with my wife and my buddy here. I don't see how I wound up here, and since I'm paying for the cruise, I'd like to stop it now, please. That's a much more respectful tone, Eve, replied Andrea. It's great to see progress, but the reason you're here is that your wife wanted you here. As far as you paying for it, it's actually your wife who is paying for your training. 
you, you're just paying for the cruise itself. Well, none of us agree to this, said another one of the sissies, whose name tag identified him as Cindy. Actually, you did, Cindy. In with all the other forms that you signed were several releases granting us your permission to do exactly what we're doing, replied Andrea. I doubt that would ever hold up in court, replied Bob. Well, if you want to talk to an attorney, I believe Ariana is one. Maybe she could take your case, smirked Andrea. Now, are there any other questions? As she saw that there were no other questions, Andrea motioned to Kara to begin. She walked in front of the sissies and began, Congratulations, you're about to embark on your first lesson. I walked some of you down here, and I know you need a lot of work walking in those shoes. So I'm going to show you how it's done. By the time you leave here, you will be better on heels than I am. It's really quite simple. We're going to take care of Ariana, and while we do, I want you to practice. So watch, you need to walk heel to toe and take small steps. Walk around the ballroom, heel first, and then toe, and when you do it, again, nice, small steps. As Kara joined the other two mistresses over by Ariana, Adam whispered to Bob, What do we do, Bob? While we're here dressed like cheap whores, our wives are having dinner with two other guys. What can we do, replied Bob rhetorically. We're trapped on this ship with these damn electric collars, and I don't think we can take any of those three women. We're fucked. I don't believe that, replied Adam. Maybe if we got all the guys here to revolt, we'd have a chance. We better get walking, said Bob. I can see Kara looking our way, and she's giving us a dirty look. For the next 20 minutes, the sissies walked around the ballroom, and despite feelings of shame and sore feet, they were relatively successful at following Kara's instructions. As the echo of Andrea beating on Ariana soar behind with a paddle echo through the ballroom, the sissies had learned to take smaller steps and were no longer in danger of falling or turning their ankles. They were distracted momentarily as Ariana was ungagged and began pleading before May was able to enter his mouth with a strap-on dildo. Don't you dare bite down, bitch, she ordered. As May fed him the nearly foot-long strap-on, Kara was behind him with another one. The stocks had been lowered to the point that his ass was in the perfect level for a statuesque blonde. Together, the two mistresses mercilessly spit-roasted the sissy. He, his cries, first of anguish and then of something more pleasurable, were muffled by May's strap-on invading his mouth. Finally finished, the women gave him a few minutes to collect himself, and Kara came back to observe the other sissies. Good, you're making progress, said Kara. Such a graceful group of girls you're all going to be. Eve, arch your back a little bit. When you crane your neck forward, you look weird. Yes, Mistress Kara. Heather, visualize that you're walking on a straight line, and sway those hips. I'll try that, Mistress Kara. When you walk, Felicity, you want to arch your foot a bit to put pressure inside your shoe. Yes, Mistress Kara. 
between getting his ass plowed and the cruel spanking that Andrea had administered. He probably couldn't have walked very well in a pair of gym shoes. But heels were out of the question. He did his best to rejoin the group of sissies with Andrea, helping to support his weight. Bob and Adam looked at the broken man and made up their mind they didn't want to endure what he had. After about a solid 90 minutes of walking, the entire group of sissies had improved quite dramatically. Adam was better with heels than most women. They just came natural to him, while others like Bob and Cindy were improved, but still a long way from perfection. I assume by now, said Andrea, that you're all quite famished. Unfortunately, your days of T-bone steaks and bacon double cheeseburgers, they are over. However, we know you still need sustenance, so I propose we go to dinner. I do not intend to take anybody to the ship's dining room in handcuffs or anything, but you know what we can do, and you know it's our job, something we have no qualms about carrying out. We expect you to act like perfect ladies the entire time, and there will be serious consequences if you are not up to the task. Do we understand each other? In unison, all the cuckolds replied, Yes, Mistress Andrea. Even Ariana seemed to be on board now, afraid of standing out for a rebellious attitude. Splendid, replied Andrea. The eight sissies and their three handlers proceeded out the door and down the hallway to the ship's dining room. Bob and Adam had felt conspicuous before, but if anything, the presence of six other sissies clad in the same corset and miniskirt combination drew even more attention to them. As the hostess led them to a table in the middle of the dining room, they could feel every eye in the place on them. Some of the other diners seemed to almost be checking them out, trying to see who the pretty sissies were, but they also heard the giggles of diners, who knew just how uncomfortable the men were to be dressed this way. We took the liberty of ordering for you, explained Kara. I hope everybody likes salmon. There was absolutely nothing wrong with the meal that was served to them. But ever since Andrea had mentioned back double cheeseburgers and thick steaks, Adam had realized just how hungry he was. And when he got hungry, Adam was pure carnivore. The green salad with raspberry vinaigrette, broiled salmon, and spring water did really little to satisfy him. Though with the corset tightly constricting his stomach, it was at least enough to make him feel almost full. Out of the corner of Bob's eye, he spied the wives eating with their date. They seemed happy and clearly had seen the sissies arrive. Gina even waved at him and blew him a kiss, though she seemed completely oblivious to his misery. Instead, she was focused on her date's happiness. He was a black man who appeared to be around 30, a few years younger than Bob and at least 30 pounds of rock-hard abs and bulging biceps heavier. He was dressed in a stylish navy sweater that was clearly in contrast to the corset Bob was now sporting. 
He pointed out the girls to Adam, whose pallor turned a ghostly shade of pale. That bitch, cursed Adam. I'm going to kill her. Calm down, man. We have to wait for a shot. That guy she's with is Lance Gibson. He's one of my biggest rifles at work. He said, referring to the dark-haired gentleman his wife was currently kissing. Again, he was definitely well put together and created a stark contrast to Linda's corset and mini-skirted husband. Adam thought of going right up to the stairs to her and telling her off. But then he thought about Mistress Andrea and her two minions. If he wanted to maintain any sort of masculinity or dignity, getting his ass kicked by one of these women in front of the wives would only make things worse. Instead, he did just what Bob suggested and ate his food quietly. He was sure he would get his chance. After dinner, the cuckolds were again led back to the large ballroom. In the time they were out, large racks of dresses had been wheeled in, along with shoes, accessories, and even a few portable makeup mirrors. One of your functions on this ship, explained Andrea, is to provide entertainment to other passengers. Oh, hell, said Bob, not even waiting to know more. Ah, yes, Felicity, whispered May in his left ear. Now, a lot of the time this will involve some sort of talent competition, but frankly, we haven't had a chance to really teach you anything. So that will have to wait for tomorrow. Instead, tonight will simply be a beauty contest. Your handlers will assist you with picking up the perfect evening gown and swimsuit, as well as a more casual outfit for the question portion. The evening gowns portion will begin at 9 o'clock sharp, so don't dawdle, warned Andrea. I'm sure you're probably thinking this will be humiliating, said May. I can tell you, you're right. Great, spat Adam. Watch your tone with me, Eve. I can also tell you that winning Mistress Andrea's competitions are always much better than losing them. Winners get to do rewards, but losers get punished. So let's find you two a couple of evening gowns that will give you the best chance of coming out on top. I can't believe this is how I'm spending my vacation, complained Bob. Oh, it's not that bad, replied May. Besides, you've got the best legs of any of us sissies. We can find you something really cute, and you'll be an instant crowd favorite. That will really help. And what if we refuse to play your little games, asked Adam. I don't get you, Felicity, replied May. Do you really need me to give you another demonstration? You will do what we want, but it's your choice whether you walk out of that stage proudly with your head held high, or as a weeping husk of the former man that you used to be. Adam, she's right. Let's just make the best of this, pleaded Bob. Fine, nodded Adam, stoically. He hated the way that May made him feel. He was almost six feet tall, and she wasn't much over five feet, but she intimidated him in a way that he hadn't felt about another human being since middle school. Could this little girl really do all these things to him? Somehow, he had little doubt. She led them over to the dresses 
and found a tiny black cocktail gown that she thought was absolutely perfect for Bob. The dress was long-sleeved, skater-style dress with a lace-up front that only came up to about mid-thigh. Eve is not a lost cause as a woman, said May. I don't even know how to respond to that, replied Adam. I would think you would be overjoyed. You'll be spending a lot of time in dresses from here on out, and with some work, you're not going to look like a total freak when you do, responded May. You just need something a bit more sophisticated. What about something like this, asked Adam, grabbing a red silk dress from the rack. Now you're getting into the spirit of things, complimented May, but that's a v-neck, and the designer completely believed in capital letters. I don't even have enough up top for that one. I think that would be a good color for her, though, Mistress May, interjected Bob. Wow, Felicity, you're right, beamed May. You know, we mistresses get very competitive about this. If you keep a positive attitude and do your best, I can make things much easier for you. So keep that up. The trio returned to looking through the racks before May found a long dress in the same color as the last one and held up to Adam's frame. Is that the one, asked Adam? Yes, Felicity, it's definitely right about the color. Let's go try these on, and then we'll work on the bikini. The cruise ship has a couple of first-rate theaters. On an ordinary day, passengers could see recently graduated drama majors perform songs and scenes from shows like Hamilton and Oklahoma. Today was different, though. Every five minutes, a nervous sissy would peer out from the curtains backstage and the rapidly filling theater. It felt like a combination of a runway fashion show and a junior high production. These sissies would be nervous, and though they were given coaching, they were all novices to acting like a proper pageant contestant. Okay, this is it, students, said Andrea. Make sure that whatever you do, you look confident and like you're enjoying yourselves. The entire audience gets to vote, so you want them all to like you. Big smiles, agreed Kara. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The SS Gavit, in association with Lifestyle Cruises, is proud to present our Miss Cuckold beauty pageant. Unlike most beauty pageants, your votes will determine the winners, so we ask you to please pay attention as we bring out our lovely contestants. Our first cuckold goes by the name of Ariana. Her hobbies include embezzling from the family business and spending the money on gifts for mistresses. Ouch, I can see why she's in our program. Next up is Eve, who has been a serial adulterer since creation. Felicity is next and looking fabulous in that little black dress. Her wife says she's such a beta that she really believes she prefers the cuckolding lifestyle and is making the change for both of their sakes. It was very difficult for the cuckolds to come out on stage and smile as Andrea commented on them in the microphone. The natural inclination was to try and defend themselves, but instead they walked out to their spot on the stage and with their hand on their hip in a feminine beauty pageant posed, smiled wildly for the audience. What the cuckolds were unaware of was that their wives would all be at the front tables with their dates. 
In their evening gowns, they felt impotent and humiliated. The dates weren't about to make it easy on them. The guys, even if some of the wives, might have still soft spots for their husbands. When his wife smiled and raised a glass to Adam, it was all he could do to not dive off the stage. Being seen like this by a rival was excruciating enough. Knowing that the rival would probably wind up in his wife's bed that night only made his humiliation worse. Kara and May waited in the wings for the slightest sign of trouble. It wouldn't be the first time that a beauty pageant contestant had charged into the audience and had to be restrained. There were over 120 people in the audience and they didn't want anybody getting hurt. Not even the sissies. Adam's lower lip quivered and his eyes began to water. Then rapidly, the tears began to descend his cheeks. This wasn't lost on his rival Lance, who mocked him by making an overly sad face and pretending to wipe away tears. Bob couldn't stand seeing his wife with another man either, but he did a better job of concealing his emotions. As the sissies left the stage, May greeted them. You both did awesome. You've only got about 10 minutes to get in your bikini, so let's hurry up. I can't go back out there, insisted Adam. I'm feeling sick to my stomach. Sorry, but you're going to have to suck it up, said May firmly. No, bellowed Adam loud enough to be heard in the audience. Eat a bag of dicks. In moments, May had spun Adam around and twisted his arm behind his back. You know right at this moment I'm feeling a little sympathy for you. I know what looking at your wife must make you feel right now. But if you don't do what you're told and do it like a good little bitch, my job is to hurt you. Is that what you want? No, no it isn't, winced Adam. Then let's get it over with. I promise it won't be so bad once you get used to it, said May more gently. Bob sported a hot pink bikini while Adam wore a leopard print stripe number. May had used ice on the sissies to get their bulges as small as possible. But somehow Cindy looked amazing in black and white polka dot two-piece, and May was sure she won the swimsuit competition. The final event of the night was the question portion. Andrea would ask each sissy one question and give them a chance to answer it. Adam looked almost corporate in a shiny purple top, black skirt, and black leather pumps as he took the stage. Hello, Eve, said Andrea. Are you ready for your question? Yes, Mistress Andrea, replied Adam. I noticed you tearing up earlier, so take your time and make sure you take a deep breath. Your question, which was submitted by the audience, is, What makes you feel like a woman? Well, um, I suppose wearing a dress and heels makes me feel like a woman. I had never worn heels before, and they will make you know, well, they, they make you take smaller steps and all. I, I guess that's, let me know what women go through. Adam received polite applause, but not the big cheering that a few of the other contestants had received. Even through the clapping, Adam could overhear Lance in the audience tell his wife, 
I can't believe you're married to that loser. Bob was next, and even Mistress Andrea seemed to perk up a bit as she interviewed him. Felicity, you've done great so far, and I think even some of the audience members are jealous of those long legs you've got there. But here is where things get tougher. Our question is, what woman most inspires you to be the best woman you can be? Without a doubt, said Bob confidently, my wife Gina has been my biggest inspiration. She's been my sounding board, my encouraging champion, and my bullshit detector. I've seen the way she carries herself with class and with strength regardless of the situation, and I suppose I'd like to take those qualities from her. I'm proud of how you both did tonight, said May, securing Adam to the bed. She had already similarly restrained Bob, and both sissies were clad in sexy black and pink baby doll 90s. We didn't win, replied Bob. No, you didn't, but you came in second, and Elizabeth came in fourth. The audience went purely for looks, I think. It just stinks for you that there are 25-year-old in the program this cruise. I'm proud of you anyway, and if you continue the good work, it won't even be necessary to keep you restrained at night. I still don't see why it is, complained Adam. Well, in my experience, there are two types of sissy cuckolds. Some try to escape, and some want to play with themselves. This solves both problems, explained May. Sweet dreams, sissy. I'll be back to get you bright and early. Good night, May, said Bob. It was the giggling that woke Adam up. Clearly, they had been drinking, and Adam decided that the best thing to do was just pretend to be asleep. They were having none of it, though. Hey, Adam, wake up, called out Lance in a strange whisper. He only answers to Eve, dummy, remember, mocked Linda. Hey, Eve, snorted Lance as he shook the bed. What, snapped Adam. Oh, good, you're awake, said Linda. I was afraid we'd wake you. What's going on? asked Bob. Hey, Felicity, great answer, said Lance. Your wife is turning you into a woman and fucking another guy right in front of you, and you thanked her for all of her support. Dude, I've seen guys who were whipped before, but you are like the most whipped. Behave, Lance, said Linda, punching him in the shoulder. Bob is just a sensitive guy. I'd wish he would rub off on Adam. I wouldn't be surprised if they have Felicity rubbing off on Eve tomorrow, joked Adam. There's a lot of dick in your future, Eve. They don't play around here. Fuck you, Lance, snapped Adam. Did you say suck me, Eve? That might not be a bad idea. I'll let you get me ready for your wife. Not yet, baby, could Linda. They said not to rush things. There will be plenty of time for that later. Have a good night's sleep, sissies. We have some massive fucking to do, taunted Lance. The two cuckolds lay in bed. Through the wall, they could hear their wives being fucked by their lovers. But all they could do was lay back, struggling in their bonds. Soon tears were rolling down Adam's cheeks. How had this happened? I hope you enjoyed that. I had a little bit of an extra long treat. Um, I really enjoyed the series, and also, if you've listened to some of my other audios, uh, 
like Cucky Sitter, for example, some of those characters pop up in this particular series. So you might catch something and go, oh, I know who that is. Um, also, um, I think we're going to do another part of this next week. I think it's going to be another Shayla um, episode next week. Followed by a couple from um, Miss Jen in a row, and hopefully get Arena in there as well. So, a lot of great stuff coming up in in the new season of the Feminization Boudoir. Um, I really hope you'll be listening, and I'm going to really enjoy bringing these audios to you. So, thanks for your patience. It's great to be back, and I will be here next week. Take care. <laughs>